welcome to Thriving as a Physician, the podcast that teaches you to thrive in your weight loss and life while juggling a packed physician schedule, because you deserve to thrive. Each week, I share sustainable, enjoyable tools that work in your busy life so that you can reach all of your goals faster with more confidence. Everything in this podcast is backed by my experience as an obesity medicine physician, years of coaching physicians on weight loss and eating, and my own personal weight loss journey. Let's get thriving. This podcast contains general educational information on weight loss for physicians. I am not providing medical advice and listening to this podcast does not create a physician-patient relationship. This podcast does not replace the need for consultation with a licensed professional and no information should be relied upon unless you have obtained specific advice or treatment from myself or another physician. Please review the terms and conditions located at www.weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca before continuing. Welcome to episode 273 of the Thriving as a Physician podcast. Today, we are talking about what to do when the New Year's magic wears off. When all those resolutions start to fade and your motivation goes down, we're going to talk about what to do about that and how to fix it. In this podcast, I'm here to help you spend less time obsessing about food and more time enjoying your life. And what we are covering today is definitely going to help you do that. So you know what I realized this week? I've had this podcast for five years now. (laughs) The fifth anniversary of this podcast passed mid-January, and I didn't even notice it. I didn't even think about it. But I just wanted to give a little shout out, fifth birthday of the podcast. And honestly, like I like reflecting back and thinking about what it was like when I started it. It was petrifying. (laughs) Starting something like this and speaking out and particularly speaking out and being honest about my own weight struggles and my own eating struggles felt so scary. It felt like I was exposing a piece of me that I had always thought was wrong, that I'd always thought was broken and that should be kept hidden. And I got to tell you, taking that leap Doing it, even though it was really scary, is one of the best things I've done in my life. And I know for all of you listening, it's really important for you to hear that you aren't alone. Because I know you guys feel the same way, that this piece of you that overeats or grabs the junk food when you know it's not healthy is wrong in some way and needs to be hidden. And that's just not true. And I really hope if you get nothing else from listening to this podcast, that you get the concept that there is nothing wrong with you. It makes sense why we struggle with eating as physicians because we weren't taught how to care for ourselves. We were actually taught the opposite. We were taught to not care for ourselves in any way, shape, or form and put every single thing we have into caring for others. And when you do that, your brain comes up with other ways to care for you. It's like, hey, you had a hard day. Let me help you out because you're too exhausted to do anything. And food's going to be the easiest answer. If it's not food, then it's alcohol, then it's online shopping, then it's gambling. It's something that your brain will offer if you're not caring for yourself. So I just wanted to say that because if you're sitting there and you're feeling really ashamed about your eating, really ashamed about your weight, feeling like something's wrong with you, feeling like you should have fixed it, feeling like other people do it better, all of those thoughts. I just wanted you to know I've been there. I've felt that. I've worked with so many physicians who have also been there. You are not alone. You're not broken. Managing your weight should not feel this hard. 
And it only feels as hard because of how we've been told we should manage our weight. We've been told just focus, just focus on the food and Nobody taught us to actually look at why is it that we're eating. And especially when you're a physician and you're struggling with your eating, it's not lack of knowledge of what's healthy. It's something else is driving the eating. And that's what I cover in this podcast is helping you figure out for yourself what those things are and how can you create change that really works for you in your life. And what I do inside my coaching program, Thrive Academy for Physicians, if you're somebody who wants extra support and you want to not have to do it alone. You want somebody beside you saying, hey, have you thought about trying this? Have you noticed this? I think it could be easier if you do it this way. That's what I do as a coach. If that's you, check us out. I would love to have you join us. It is an amazing program. It changes physicians' lives every day. And if that sounds like something that you want, I would love to have you come join us. So head over to starttothrive.ca is where you can learn more about Thrive Academy and everything that it offers. Or you can always just shoot me an email, info at weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca. If you have questions, send me an email. I'm happy to answer them. All right. Now, New Year's often feels like a little bit of pixie dust. Feels like, you know, there's this energy in the air. We cross over into New Year's and it feels like something magical can happen. But what happens when that pixie dust wears off? What happens when it doesn't feel magical anymore? So when you picture yourself as you head into the New Year's, it feels like there's so much possibility in the year coming. And also, I think we're coming off of the holiday season. And so it feels like, you know, you're ready to make change. You're ready to focus on yourself. And those are all fantastic things. But at some point, that New Year's magic wears off. And in order to keep going towards your goals, we need to look at that. Now, I'm hoping that when you're listening to this, you've listened to my episode about how to like create positive goals for the New Year's. Because if you've set intentions and goals that really feel shitty and really make you feel bad about yourself, we may not actually want to keep those going exactly how they are. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But if you've set goals that actually felt really good and now you're feeling frustrated because the magic warns off and you're like, what the hell? <laughs> I thought I was doing this right. Why do I always fail? All that stuff that you might be saying to yourself. It's okay. There's reasons why this happens and all it takes is some tweaks. And that's what we're going to talk about today. So I like to think about it as this is I really like the New Year's energy. And if you've listened to the podcast, you know that I have a little routine I do every New Year's. I really do like that energy of freshness, renewal, creating change. And so the way to think about it is it can be a powerful motivation to start to create change, but it's not an ongoing motivation. So if you think about it, like if we're in a race, the New Year's motivation is like the starting gun, like everybody start running. But it stays back there. It doesn't come with you. We have to figure out how to keep you going, especially if it's a long race, which, hey, weight loss journeys are because even when you reach your goal, even when you get to where you want to be, you got to still keep going. (laughs) You have to continue to be focused on it. You have to continue to tweak it, to manage it. And that's why it's so important that the way you lose weight, you actually love and it feels really good and you love the food you're eating, and it doesn't feel like a whole lot of extra work. You find easy ways to create change in your life and in your eating. 
that then becomes so much more sustainable. But how do we focus on these goals? So whatever you told yourself you wanted to focus on when around the New Year's times, you can call them resolutions, you can call them goals, whatever feels good for you. What do we need to do when we start to notice the magic is fading? When we start to notice resistance coming up, maybe you stop doing the things you told yourself you were going to do. Maybe you feel like you're sabotaging yourself. You're doing things in the exact opposite direction of what you said you're going to do. So first of all, I think we have to check in about the original goal. Rather than just trying to continue to motivate yourself for that goal, it is always helpful to check in and be like, is this goal the right one for me? And are there any pitfalls that I've slipped into? Because especially when it comes to weight, it's really easy to slip into pitfalls and get kind of caught back up in diet culture. And we don't want any of that because we know it doesn't work long term. And it feels shitty. And again, we don't do stuff that makes you feel shitty. Every single thing you do to lose weight should make your day better. Every single thing. If it doesn't make your day better, I wouldn't do it because you're not going to be able to do it long term. Number one. I'm on a bit of, that's a bit of a rant, but it relates to what I'm about to say. Number one, you want to assess, was my plan a bit too restrictive? So when you think about it, if your goal was, okay, I want to focus on my weight, it is really easy for that restrictiveness of diet culture to click in and be like, oh yeah, no, it's going to be no problem because you have all that fresh energy from the New Year's. You're like, oh yeah, I'm going to give up all that food and never touch it again. I'm going to give up alcohol, whatever it is. And maybe... It was just a little bit too restrictive. Maybe it didn't, it didn't actually feel good for the long term. So check in with yourself. Does my original plan feel restrictive in any way? If so, tweak it, change it. Doesn't mean you have to check it all the way out, but you can ask yourself, how could I make this feel less restrictive? Number two, was that original goal and that original plan coming from a place of shame or something similar? And I talked about that in the episode about how to create positive goals for the new year. But it's so common that we create these goals from a place of I'm not enough. I am broken. There is something wrong with me and I need to be fixed. And those ones are really hard to motivate for the long term because who wants to continue thinking I'm wrong? There's something I need to be fixed. If that original goal was really based from that type of place, a bit of shame and broken in some way. I need to get away from this version of myself because it's not okay. Just ask yourself, okay, how can I switch my mindset on this? How could I create change from a place of feeling more positive about where I am or accepting myself where I am? Because wherever you are, and I want to be clear about this, wherever you are, no matter what you are eating, no matter what you ate last night, no matter what the scale said this morning or how your clothes are fitting or what size is on the label of your clothes, you are more than enough right now. Amazing. More than enough. A fantastic human being. Now, what would it be like to create change from that place? If the original goal was from a place of I'm not enough, I'm broken in some way, maybe do some journaling around this. This is a bit tougher. This is a bit of a higher level thing because the idea that we're not okay if we're a different size from what society tells us is acceptable is so deeply ingrained and you've probably carried with you for a long time. So the idea of creating change from a place of I'm actually okay and not only am I okay right now, I'm freaking amazing. I'm a superstar. 
Ask yourself that. If I were to believe I am a superstar right now, how would I talk to myself about creating change in my life? Now, again, that might feel like a stretch. It may feel really uncomfortable, but there is no harm in accepting yourself the way you are right now. Accepting yourself and being nice to yourself the way you are right now does not mean that you cannot create change in your life, but it changes what creating change feels like. And that's the important piece. Plus, it changes how your days feel while you're creating change. You deserve way more than struggling through trying to lose weight, telling yourself that you suck and that your body's not okay and that what you ate last night was the worst thing in the world you ever could have done. That is a horrible journey to be on. And it's no wonder it feels like ass and that we don't want to do it and we don't want to keep doing it. That's what we need to change. There's nothing wrong with you. What we need to change is how we've been taught to approach these journeys, how we've been taught to manage our weight. Say, fuck off, diet culture, and anything that makes me feel less than in my body. Get angry that this has been handed to you. Resist the programming that we've all been handled as women about what our body should be. And practice making decisions about what you want more of in your life and in your body, how you want your body to feel as you go through your days, but also how you want your days to feel. So pause the goal, play around with this, be like, how could I shift how I'm thinking about this to feel more positive? Now, I've given you big words and big ideas on purpose because I want to stretch your brain. And if it's exploding And I say that you are a superstar. You are amazing right now. Your body is amazing right now. Think of all it does, even while you're listening to this podcast. The things that are happening in your body is amazing. And if that's uncomfortable, it's okay. But we need to say it more. And it would be a fantastic little journaling exercise to just sit down and write, what came up for you when I said this stuff? Did it blow your mind? Is your head exploding? Is there this huge resistance coming up in your body? It's all okay if it is, but it's good to be curious about it. Okay, number three, did your plans that you made in the New Year's expect too much work from you? Did you fall into that classic trap of, okay, everything's going to change. I'm going to have time to do all this beautiful meal prep, all this beautiful meal planning. I'm going to exercise a couple hours a day and I'm going to make sure I'm meditating for a half hour a day and all the stuff. And then when it collides with the reality of your life, you just can't sustain it. But then you blame yourself. That's the problem with that. (laughs) It's not that, oh, that was too much effort and I probably shouldn't have planned it that way. We were like, oh, look at me. I couldn't keep it going again, right? It's so easy to blame ourselves. But often the way we've been told we should lose weight makes us set such high standards of the amount of effort we need to put in to be successful that it's simply not sustainable as a physician. We don't have time in our schedules to do that. You have to figure out, okay, what actually is reasonable? And what I love to suggest is let's make plans that would work on your busiest week. So when you're making plans, okay, yeah, I think I could do this. Use a litmus test of picture your busiest week, you know, the one where you're on call, the one where maybe a colleague's on vacation, the kids have some extra activities. Could I sustain this during that week? If the answer is no, I wouldn't even start with it because it's just setting yourself up for failure right from the start. We have to be kind to ourselves in how we make our plans and give ourselves permission to plan in a way that meets us and our life where it's at, because that's the only way you're going to be successful in the long term, unless you're planning on quitting your job and 
you know, having your entire day to focus on your weight and your eating. And if that works for you, you can totally do it, but it's probably not going to work for many of you. So summarizing for the things you want to check back to the previous plans about is number one, was it too restrictive? Was a little bit of diety thinking getting in there that I don't actually want to continue? Number two, was it coming from a place of shame? Was I creating that change because I was telling myself I was not enough? Number three, was it expecting too much from me in terms of time and energy and just not realistic in my schedule? Start there. If you come say yes to any of those, then get curious. Okay, how could I change it to take that into account? Now, if you want to keep moving forward, so if you're like, yes, I like that goal, I would like to continue with it. Now I'm going to give you tips about how can you build that motivation to keep going. The fact your motivation may have waned, nothing's going wrong with it. That's the reality of motivation is it does ebb and flow. It will go up and down. That's normal. It is not normal to expect our brains to be motivated and excited about something for like a long stretch of time. Just doesn't work that way. But when you notice, hey, I'm not feeling as motivated. I'm, you know, making some choices that aren't supporting this goal that was really important to me. You can then just get curious and be like, okay, what do I need to shift? What do I need to change? Again, nothing's going wrong. If you approach your whole weight journey with nothing is going wrong, I can learn from this. I can figure this out. That literally will transform every single thing. If we can just believe that nothing's going wrong, believe we're doing our best, and that if things aren't working, there's something there that we just need to get curious about, that's huge. Okay, number one, learn from anything that happened. So that's kind of what I was talking about is we leave the judgment at the door. Nothing is going wrong. Shake it off. This is what I suggest you do. Remind yourself, shake it off. Literally like shake it off. Whatever's happened has happened. We leave it and we learn from it. Once you've shaken it off, shaken that judgment off, you're like, can I learn from this? What may have gotten in my way? What could I do differently next time? And then you simply start again. You simply start again. And a long-term weight journey, you are going to simply start again more times than you can count. I can't tell you how many times I started over and over and over again in my own weight journey. And if you can embrace that that is actually part of the journey, nothing went wrong. That is part of the journey. You build the skill of starting over. You build the skill of getting back on track. And that is powerful. Number two, look for motivation that can pull you forward. So I talked about the New Year's as the starting gun, kapoom, and we go running. What you want to look for is what actually will keep you going. What's ahead of you that will pull you forward. And so this can be different. For me personally, a lot of my motivations that pull me forward have always been running. And that might be why I'm using a running analogy here. But it was always, okay, if it's just about weight, then those French fries don't matter. And I'll figure, I'll start again tomorrow. But when it became about, okay, I don't want to be the person that my friends slow down for, which is what I, I was for a lot of years. That was my first thing of, I want to be up there with them. I think I may have even been like, I want to get faster than them at some point. But that pulled me forward and that could make me make decisions like, saying no to the drive through or choosing a healthier option or getting out and going for a run when I didn't really want to otherwise because it mattered to me. I felt that in my bones. Like, I don't want to be that person anymore that everybody's stopping 
for on group runs or group rides so that I can catch up. It annoyed me when I was a person and nothing wrong for that person, but it was an uncomfortable place for me to be and I didn't want to be there anymore. Number three, gather positive support. So a long time journey is really hard to do on your own. Having cheerleaders in your corner when it's hard for you to cheer for yourself matters. It makes a difference. So whether that's friends that you can talk openly about your journey with and your goals with, and you know, you trust that they are going to give you positive support and will cheer you on and tell you you're doing a good job, tell you you are amazing, tell you you are a superstar when it's really hard for you to believe that, that's fantastic. If you can find groups online that uh, have a similar approach, I think the one thing I I say with like when you're in groups and stuff is there is a lot of diet culture advice, even in the physician groups, there's a lot of advice that's, and nothing wrong with the people giving it. Again, it's just what we've been told that probably won't work long-term. So you need to kind of filter which communities you're in. And if you really want the next level support and you want somebody who can walk with you the whole way and help motivate you, help point out the obstacles you might not be seeing, then that's where coaching programs come in like Thrive Academy for Physicians. And um, the community inside Thrive Academy, this is why I do it as a group coaching program, because then you have access to this community of female physicians who all get it. They all know what you're dealing with, both in your eating and weight, but also in your life as a physician. And they are positive and supportive and working on their goals in the same way that you are, which is really powerful. So you're not getting mixed advice. You're getting cheerleaders that understand exactly what you're doing. And again, I would love to have you join me. If what I've been talking about today is resonating with you, if it was really hard for you to believe that you're a superstar and you're amazing right now, you need to come join us. That doesn't, isn't a It's not a given that you have to feel bad about yourself. That can change. Your journey does not have to feel bad. It can change. It can feel so much better than what you're picturing it right now. And we do that inside Thrive Academy for Physicians. So head over start2thrive.ca is the website, or you can head to weightsolutionsforphysicians.ca and click on the work with me tab is another way to access. The way you get into Thrive Academy for Physicians is you have to apply. You submit an application. I personally review it. And then I send you an email if I think you're a good fit. Once you have that email, you have the option of either joining us Or you can schedule time to talk to me so we can talk in more detail about how the program would best help you. So start2thrive.ca, I would love to have you join us if you are a physician and you really want to spend less time obsessing about food and more time loving your life. That is exactly what we do inside Thrive Academy. Fourth step, you repeat. Like I've been saying throughout this episode, there is nothing in your long-term weight journey that is just going to stay static you will fall off track. You will lose motivation. All of it is fine. Nothing is going wrong. I had one of our members sent me an email this morning saying how in January she was really struggling and she had started having some old heating habits come back and was worried that she was gaining weight. And then when she looked at her graphs and was able to zoom out on them, it showed that that blip disappeared really quickly. And it wasn't actually a big deal, but when she was there, it felt like a big deal. And I think that's a really good example of blips don't matter as long as you keep going. 
And the way you keep going is you be, you notice that you've fallen off track and then you like, okay, I get back to what was working for me. So to summarize, those steps are number one, learn from anything that happened, leave the judgment at the door, shake it off, learn from it, and then simply start again. Number two, look for motivation that can pull you forward. This motivation will change over the your journey. You have to often refresh it. If you hit one of those goal posts, you need to create more that continues to pull you forward. Number three, gather positive support in a community that truly gets what you're doing and can support you and be your cheerleader when it's hard for you to do that for yourself. And number four, repeat anytime you need it. All right. I hope that this has been helpful for you. You know what? You can do so much this year. But the big key, and I hope that you've gotten that as a theme from today, the big key to doing amazing things this year and feeling amazing this year is being nice to yourself, deciding that you are amazing right now, being kind when you feel like you might have made a mistake, being curious about it, and just doing things differently, committing to this year will be different. I'm going to learn skills that actually work for me this year. All right. Along those lines, if evening eating is one of your biggest issues and you struggle after that 3 p.m. magic hour as a doctor, when you get home, you can't stop snacking. When the kids go to bed, you're rummaging through the cupboards and you just feel really out of control with your eating in the evenings. Check out my Evening Overeating for Physicians, Common Myths and Practical Solutions free video training. I just recently updated it. So it's all refreshed. If you watched it before, head over to eveningeating.com to get access to that. That's eveningeating.com to access that. All right. Have a fantastic day. Bye-bye. Bye.